This week's episode of that movie you like, the sequel, is uh, it has some bad words and people get hurt and there's blood and stuff. So if that's not your thing, um, maybe listen to a different one. Thanks. films created by a diverse range of voices, sequels, reboots, spin-offs, remakes, and more of the things you already love. Obvious, obvious, Brendan and Nick present that movie you like. The sequel. Welcome to... I didn't even get to think of a movie ahead of time. Oh, that's real bad. Um... <laughs> Um, you can tell we're at, we're we're at our last episodes of the year. I got the, one. Welcome to that Christmas special you like the sequel, the great new podcast where we take classic films and then we make Christmas sequels about them. This week, I'm not f- feeling that creative. It's getting very close to Christmas, so I'm just going to be Brendan. And yeah, I'm I'm pretty much tapped out as well. I'm Nick. Yes, yeah, we, we had a couple of names that we thought of and they all f- sounded explicit, but not in the fun, kick-ass explicit way, just the way that we didn't want to use them. So, yeah, we're Brendan and Nick yeah. <laughs> this week. Yeah. yeah, so to remind people, I was gifted by Nick a kick-ass Christmas special. The comic books had it wrong. You don't need a power to be a superhero. Leave it alone! It's none of your business! Yes, it is. Hey, there's a dude just like a superhero out there fighting a bunch of guys. I'm fucking rocked. Who are you? I'm Kickass. Kickass has become the latest internet phenomenon. This is awesome. It's actually pretty good. Good at getting his ass kicked. He should call himself Ass Kick instead. <laughs> He's inspired a wave of real life superheroes. Tool up, honey bunny. It's time to get bad guys. You wanna go fight some crime? This fucking guy comes out of nowhere, kicks our asses. I want this cocksucker's fucking head on a stick. I gotta send a public service message. Being a superhero is bad for your health. So you wanna play? Who are you? I'm Hit Girl. And that's Big Daddy. Kick ass. Red mist. Oh shit! Ooh, fuck me, that kinda hurt. How do I get a hold of you? You just contact the mayor's office. He has a special signal that shines in the sky. It's in the shape of a giant cock. So it is going to be a little on the explicit side this this week. It is going to be a little on the spicy side. There might be a few swear words. There's yep. going to be quite a bit of I violence. Mean, this, is, this is really a, a present to myself because I just <laughs> wanted to hear what would come out of your brain regarding <laughs> that. So. Well, I think I'm pretty happy. I think I'm happy with what I came up with. In the last little while, I had rewatched the movies and I'd been reading the comics and like I was quite far immersed in Kick-Ass already and we had talked about potentially doing an episode at some point, mostly because I'd already done the research. And so when Nick gave me this, it was it was, it was was a gift insofar as I didn't need to do a whole <laughs> bunch of research for it. But as much as I have... So I rewatched the movies and this 
will be yeah. a holiday sequel to those. And I might bring you up to speed on what happened to the movies really quickly in a minute, just for people who haven't that's, seen that's them. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, some people won't have seen them in a, while. in a while, I'm thinking. So we have, I am going to spoil I don't spoil know if them. any people saw the second one thinking about it. I don't think it made the splash the first one did. Yeah, I don't think it was as big as the first. I think it, I still did okay. But, yeah, I... I'll I'll kind of recap that the big story points, but the main thing to know is like as much as I've read all the comics and there is a a second kind of generation of Kickass, which I haven't quite finished yet about the new girl, which is a completely different Kickass. It's a it's like someone else takes on the mantle of Kickass. I'm ignoring that. I'm ignoring all of the Hit Girl comics, despite the fact that I have read all of those. I'm even ignoring mm-hmm. Kickass Three. I'm just telling my own story within that universe. So this is sure. going to so this, this is, is the movie universe as well. Yeah, it? yeah. This is the movie universe, yeah. and this is completely it's, new. It's it completely it's, created because one of those things is it's, it's, it's if I remember correctly, like the movie and the comic book was coming out at the same time. Yeah, and I think I like the story of the movie better. Um, yeah, because. In the in the in the comic book, Big Daddy is just some doofus who wanted to have this, you know, fake war with with this drug cartel. And in the movie, he actually has skin in the game. Like he's, you know, had his his life actually legitimately messed up by this guy. So yeah, yeah. Well, and he kind of, well, no, he I has. He still sort of has that in the comic. But the key difference, I guess, between the comic and the movie is that in his origin in the movie is yeah. the origin that he made up in the comics. So yes. in the movie, his origin is basically the Punisher. In yes. the comics, his origin is also the Punisher, but he made that up. He's just, he's kind of a nobody. Yeah. And, and that's, so- and that's one of the things I, I, I don't know. I get it in the comic, but I just like yeah. the, the, the balance of it. It feels better in the movie. I, I, I yeah, I like the character better in the movie than the, and yeah. it's also Nick Cage doing like an Adam West impersonation. It's just mwah, mwah, beautiful. I think they're they're written for two different audiences as well. Like comic book mm. readers are aware of those tropes more so than maybe movie. That's true. Yeah, moviegoers are, and also movie like you you explore it in a shorter period of time. And like you mentioned, the ending actually of the comic wasn't out yet when the movie finished mm. writing so they were writing the endings of those two things kind of alongside one another mm. as well which is why the beginning is so similar and then the ends diverge so much but yeah well, I, and i love the i, I really love the the jetpack in it as well that's that's just such a cool moment in the movie though as well like yes. the, the idea that hit girl and big daddy just amassed so much money that they were just able to buy a jetpack off the black market or whatever <laughs> it's just like fantastic and as much as the movie is doing the same thing as the comic, where it's that heightened reality, so they're mm. and for people that haven't seen Kickass, they're meant to be kind of like heroes in real life, so they don't have superpowers or anything. They're just like this. Mm. It's just kind of this, kind of a loser that decides he wants to fight mm. crime and help people, and and how that messes Gee, up. I wonder his- why. You know, we we never really followed that through to its conclusion, <laughs> did we? <laughs> yeah, but it's it's. It's quite cool, but the movie does, I think, heighten the reality a little bit more than the comics do as well. So it's, you've kind of yeah. got those, especially once you get to the second one. But it, mm. I, I think it works. Like I, I like them as their own thing. They're both cool, and the yeah. comic is certainly and like I've heard Mark Millar talk about this, and he's quite aware of it. Like the comic is much harsher than the movie is as well. I think as much as the movie is is kind of a adult movie. It's a little bit more, 
what it's it's a bit more like general audience friendly than probably the comic is, and and the comic yeah, going, the comic the comic is pretty fierce. Yeah, um, and obviously I think like you say the heightened reality of the movie, even though it is quite gruesome in parts, it's not like it, it doesn't feel visceral gruesome. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's not it's there, cartoon violence. There are like two key moments where they just completely changed them dealing with murdering animals and sexual assault where yeah. the the outcome is far different in the movie than what it is in the comic and it's again yeah. it's a different medium and looking at something on a page is different to seeing it in motion so it's yeah. it i think it's a smart way like it's actually it's the right decision to make those two yeah. things and i think different <laughs> the thing i find with matthew vaughn as well he injects this this fun into the movie yeah. as well like the the comic i would not I would not call fun to read. Like it's it's pretty intense and it's a good story, but the film is fun. D- like Dave's, it's, it's ridiculously entertaining. Dave's way more likable in the movie than he is in the comic yeah. as well. And going back to the comic, yeah. like when I was reading it after having not read it for a while, like there are some because of the time when it came out and things, like there are just slurs and things in it that they were harsh at the mm. time, but now like it's oh un- yeah, it would be unusual to hear like people use them <laughs> and so there was some stuff like that in it that that maybe it's just a, like like everything it's a product of its time right but i it's there's still a lot to enjoy there and i think some of that i do hopefully touch on in a way that's kind of hopefully mm. at least fun in this in this holiday yeah. special yeah it took kind of remind people of the story uh dave becomes this this hero kickass uh it doesn't go very well he gets Messed up, um, shit beaten out of him. Yeah, yeah. and and stabbed uh, actually, didn't he? Yeah, and after his healing, he has some kind of nerve damage or things, which actually, ironically, kind of gives him superpowers. Like he can't feel as much pain, and he has these metal plates in his body and stuff. Um, alongside mm-hmm. his kind of adventure with we we also see Hit Girl, who's like a little girl who's sort of like. Uh, a very amped up version of Robin hanging out with just big trained from birth to <laughs> like mess people up. Yeah. So, and yeah. she's, she's got a filthy mouth that she murders people and she hangs out with her superhero dad, big daddy. And mm-hmm. throughout the course of the story, I'm not going to spoil everything and you could go back if you don't know it, but the dad gets killed. The, their mm-hmm. other hero friend, red mist turns out to kind of be working with the mob. And, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where the end of that movie sort of ends with them defeating the mob and defeating them. Mm. And then in the sequel, so Red Mist, who was their friend that betrayed them, comes back as the motherfucker and (laughs) hires an army of supervillains, essentially, and Mm -hmm. uses his superpower of being rich to try and take his revenge on Hit Girl and and Kick-Ass. And they stop him in the movie. He's still alive. So at the end of the movie, the motherfucker is still alive, Mm. unlike the comic at some point. I can't remember. I think he dies. At the end of the movie, he's still alive, and, mm-hmm. and he's but he's pretty messed up. Yep. And I think he had his genitals bitten off by a shark, if I recall correctly. <laughs> yeah, he's dropped off a roof and stuff as well. So, But, uh, yeah, he's he's still around and he's still alive, I guess, in the world of, of my special. So that's sort of where we left off at the last one. And Kick-Ass, at the very end of the movie, has this sort of, like, armoured Kick-Ass suit that we it implies he's going to go out as this kind of upgraded version of Kick-Ass. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Hit-Girl kind of rides off to kind of find herself and, and do whatever she's mm-hmm. going to do. And that's where we were left around about 13 years ago. So Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a long time actually now. Thinking about it, I missed I miss the fact that I never made a third one. Yeah, I think it was, it was probably closer to 
more like Ted from where two ends up. But basically, yep. we're going to pick up the story roughly now in this kind of period that we would be in in real life. So I think cool. with that, shall I just sell out and I'll tell you this story? Yes, please. Let's sell, sell out. out. Sequel creation. Sequel creation. creation. Looks like they've ordered a sequel. Three. We all sell out every day. Two. Perpetuate the cycle of money, grief, fascism, and triviality. One. Show me the money. Sequel incoming. I didn't, I didn't sell out, son. I bought in. Hey, welcome back. Merry Christmas. It's me, Dave Lazuski. A lot's happened since we last spoke. We defeated the motherfucker, hit Girl Road off triumphantly, and me, well, Kickass inherited the daddy cave and got a cool new suit. Everything was great. I went out on patrol full of confidence, and I got beaten to a pulp. Like, really bad. I couldn't walk. I couldn't wash myself. I couldn't eat. I was fully fucked up. And with no family, no job, no insurance, but a whole lot of debt. God bless America. That's where I was. So what was left of Big Daddy's stash lasted long enough to get me back on my feet, but now I'm just a broke loser trying to port off superhero gear to survive. Things are turning around though. I have a new job. Hell, I even get to wear a costume again. We see Dave today, sitting in a scruffy Santa suit in the shopping center. A kid pees on his <laughs> leg. Yeah. Things are really fucking looking up. <laughs> so that's where we yeah. find Dave today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You've had your language warning and everything. So, you know, yeah. your own fault if you're offended by this. this yeah, point. we're jumping straight into it. And Dave's life, it looked like he'd turned around as, and he was going to get the big hero moment. But I think yeah. Kick-Ass is classic for just bringing us back to reality that it doesn't work very well in real life yeah and so, it's like real real fast feeling of that <laughs> so he's got like a home because he's got the daddy cave but he's been mm -hmm. r gradually running out that fund of money that big daddy had put aside and oh, that's um, the other thing there was like millions of dollars or something that they yeah. managed to sell from all the drugs they'd stolen so uh, <laughs> that's why i really wanted to mess him up to really like yeah. use up all that money crikey yeah bring him back to oh well that could just be a couple of like using you know a certain type a new brand of like anesthetic or something <laughs> but, it's like oh yeah that would be like 12 mil that's right, right. the the fact that this story set in america just actually made that really easy if it was a different country i would have yeah. been a much harder um, problem to solve and yeah he's he's even to the point now mm. where he's porting off some of the gear just to like pay the rent or whatever yeah. um and i worry about the type of people buying it <laughs> yes <laughs> and and he's the, the basically the we get the feeling the superhero craze kind of it happened and now it's kind of died out again and mm -hmm. and he's yeah he's sad to this year that's his that's his mm. job um, i could almost imagine like some people would be like taking the kick-ass character as well and making that a comic book so he'd probably be yeah. walking past like seeing people like ape on his ip but well they, they do that in the movie the, the comic comes out during the course of the movie oh, about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you're right so and even like i've got the kick-ass board game and it's like in canon with the with the comics <laughs> as the fact that, like, because the, the rule book explains that the board game is based on the comics, which is based on his life. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Yeah. And I think mm. we're going to actually have fun 
with some aspects of that, I think, in this as well. Cool. So, right. uh, but he doesn't get, he doesn't see any money or anything from that, unfortunately. Poor old, no, poor old Dave. Um, yep. That's that Mark Millar. He was the one making all the money off of it. <laughs> so, yeah, he's sitting there. He's Santa. The kids peed on him. Life's looking up for poor old Dave. We see crowds of people trying to take advantage of the Black Friday sales, pushing and fighting with another near where Dave is playing Santa. That's my shit. Fuck off, pencil neck. Now, now, don't you know Christmas is about how you spend it, not how much? A tall, skinny man stands wearing a festive version of the kick-ass suit. It's red with green lighting. <laughs> Screw you, kick-ass. Oh, I'm not kick-ass. We see he's holding a scythe painted like a candy cane. He decapitates them both with one swing. Oh, you can call me Christmas. Well, not you guys. You were on my naughty list. Dave hears screams from the crowd and turns to see this new festive superhero massacring the Black Friday crowd. When I heard those screams, the years of physio and pain were forgotten. Without thinking, I was back in the game. Dave slash Santa runs into the fray, just as Christmas is about to slice down an elderly man. Dave blocks the scythe with a reindeer decoration. Santa, my friend, I have no beef with you. I'm only here to punish those who don't respect the true spirit of Christmas. Dave punches him, knocking him back. Christmas grins, blood streaming from his nose. They fight, and it's clear Dave is a bit out of condition and he's pretty outmatched. That's the Christmas spirit, Santa. I respect that, but I gotta go. Plenty more people on my naughty list. He drops a flare wrapped like a candy cane, red smoke filling the store. When it clears, he's gone. And there's just like who's left in like the pub, big puddles of blood and yes. everywhere. <laughs> and, yeah. and a beat up Whoa. Santa. <laughs> yeah. So oh. that's our villain for our spe- Christmas special. The, <laughs> yep. the Christmas. Cl- Chris- <laughs> Cleverly named Christmas. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just trying to like you know figure out where the where the what's the word syllable lands there. Where is like Christmas ass? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's mass. It's the the or, way I've written it, it's Christ mass. But right, okay. But, I was going to say you could have called him like Chris Massacre. Yeah, or something. Well, the, the, yeah, I did kind of have versions of of that, but I kind of wanted to play on the fact that he's wearing the yeah. kick-ass suit as well, and that he's yeah. kind of embodying that character but kind of also perverting the character the a little bit of, yeah. yeah and especially because kick-ass isn't around anymore but people associate this suit with kick-ass so it also kind of mm. it kind of reflects poorly on poor old dave so do you want to find out what happens next yeah so he's just told dave about his list uh there's going to be a lot of vo- like narration in this one as well but there's a lot of narration in kick-ass so i just kind of rolled with it because it's a good way to um give you a lot of information quickly (laughs) in a podcast format. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) So here we go. And he made quick work at this naughty list. Attacks on mosques and synagogues and juvenile hall. He even blew up the recording company that stopped distributing its cold outside. Anyone that didn't share his weird, specific take on what Christmas should be. 
So that's my the the war on Christmas just got militant. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's my kind of point where just to to I guess recognize that some of the things he's doing are hate crimes, right? Um, and, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're not going to go too deep into any of those in the story, but just to to point out that like he is doing that and that is part of who he is as well because it is sort of important yeah. for later on and he's but he's also like unhappy that they've stopped distributing it's cold outside so he's got like this super weird traditional view of christmas but it's like also his specific mm. traditional view of christmas it's not necessarily like any one yeah. any one thing so yeah that's kind yeah, of so he's like you know this I mean, yeah, I guess you're leaning into the idea that this guy is obviously one of those super anti-woke type Well, we'll just have <laughs> to we'll just have to see. He's anti-anything that's not his idea of Christmas. So you can probably right. guess where some of those things that might fit in that. But I did I did have a scene, and I did end up keeping it in, where he, like... Where where he like saved a gay couple, but because they mm-hmm. they were like celebrating Christmas in like a way that he appreciated, just to show that he like his weird views were just how skewed they were. But I didn't actually mm. get that into the story in the end. But he, oh okay, yeah, he yep. he is okay. So he, he's not completely you know he, he has a, a really <laughs> no he has a, he's like he's messed up, but he has a really specific goal, I guess, that only he understands. No one else really understands it. And you'll kind of see what I mean with that as we go forward. Um, Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah, he's just just blown up the record company that stops distributing It's Cold Outside. Yeah. I was back out on the street as Kick-Ass, but I couldn't track him down. I needed help. But Doc Gravity, Insect Man, all of them, they were all retired and most didn't even respond to my texts. I was going to have to contact her for the first time in 13 years. He sends a text, three words, I need help. He flicks the text away and reads Twitter. Oh no. We see the news article he has just read. New corporate sponsor renames the Bryant Park Christmas market. In a bid to be more inclusive, it's now the Bryant Park Holiday Market. Oh no. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> is not going to like that. <laughs> no, it's not. So. Kickass arrives in, in his full costume as people run screaming from the market. He runs in, immediately knocking Chris Mass to the ground with his battens. So he's got his battens. He's a bit more armed this time for this fight. Yeah. I just imagine like he's having to push past the InfoWars guy as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. To, to... <laughs> yeah. So he's he's there and he's we're, we're thinking maybe he's got a bit more of a chance this time because he's got his battens. He's in his suit. This is Kickass. This is not mall santa um, this is kick-ass coming to fight christmas um, yep. so, so he knocks have we had a bit of a training montage as well so he's gotten a bit back into yeah into we've seen that he's been on the streets like helping out again in the in the lead up to this yep. but we don't spend too much time on that yeah so he's knocked him down it's over no kick-ass christmas has just begun say hello to my elves what i had oh, a- no. <laughs> yeah uh, this is maybe what you were alluding to more so before. What I hadn't counted on was how Christmas's weird mix of traditionalism and anti-wokeness would appeal to the worst parts of our society. Bigots, incels, and people holding on to a perfect Christmas that never existed. All jacking my style in red wetsuits and armed to the teeth. The elves open fire with firearms, beating anyone that hasn't gotten out and they're starting fires as well. So, like, this market is is going up in flames yeah. as they yeah. massacre people and, and murder and beat. So, we're, like, 
getting into active shooter sort of shit. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Oh. And and yeah, these... this, this is this is feeling very real, actually. Like, yeah, like, kind of regret. yeah, right. <laughs> and these and these guys are yeah. like they. I guess if to compare it to anything from like a movie, just to make it a l- little bit less real for people, it's a bit like the Riddler yeah. gang, right? Where some of yeah. the things that Chris Mars stands for, they respond to they don't necessarily agree with him but they're happy to take up the cause because they're just looking for an excuse to be shit looking Um, for a fight yeah yeah and so that's what his elves are um so yeah the so he's at this point kickass is ducking for cover he's uh trying to just stay alive the the he's not fighting uh christmas anymore he's just trying to stay alive as the market burns down around him and he's, he's basically trapped i was done kickass's last mission more death of Superman than Dark Knight Returns. Then she appeared, all grown up. Somehow even more badass, more capable than she was before. A Tasmanian devil tornado of katanas, Uzis and ninja stars. Hitgirl easily murders all of the bad guys. <laughs> the scene is reminiscent of the church fight in Kingsman. So where she's just like oh, yeah. taking down everyone. And like these guys have got guns and, and stuff, but they're not trained fighters they're just kind of dickheads and so yeah and she's been doing this assumedly since like she's never stopped and so yeah. she's still like at her peak arguably better than she used to be and um, she's like full-on like electro or you know yeah sort of yeah yeah and she's grown up so she's stronger and yeah so then mm. she she drags kick-ass to safety but her suit is actually catching on fire as she's getting him out of there so she gets him out mm. and kind of rolls on the ground but they're both they're both pretty messed up um, and you yeah. kind of gets but she gets him out and and this is the first time we hear her talk fuck pussy ass when did you get so slow Good job I was there to drag you out. Yeah, thanks, I guess. Kickass trudges off into the snow. So she's mm. still basically quite. She seems to be pretty similar to what she was even before she left. Yep. And, <laughs> um, You've got a straight line there. <laughs> yeah, and we can see that something's happened that they didn't really talk after after mm. she left the last time, and we we'll find out a little bit more about that right now. Mm. So they're back at base now. Dave is sitting at base looking sorry for himself. Mindy brings in two hot chocolates, jam-packed with marshmallows. Here you go, Dave. This will help with your period pain. The misogynistic bullshit was kind of cool when you were like 13. Now it's just mean. Hey, sorry. It's part of my hit girl persona. Daddy never really liked it either. What's up? You disappeared for 13 years, Mindy. Then you just rock up like nothing happened. Oh, I miss this sad sack act, Dave. I thought you were going to go off to train like Bruce Wayne, but Bruce Wayne came back. You left me all alone with no one to get hurt. That text you sent, you could have sent it to me anytime, but you didn't because I wanted you to want to be here. Of course I don't want to be here, Dave. I hate it. My dad burned to death in this shithole city. That fuck DeMarco is just sitting in jail here. Do you know how much self-control it takes to not break in and murder him? I, I didn't think. But even with all that shit, 
I would have cut back if you asked. I love you, Dave. You're my only family, the only one who understands me, and you never called, not once. I didn't know, and as soon as I got your text, I came. Mindy, thank you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry too, you dipshit. They hug. (laughs) So they've sorted out their family problems. Um, I think you need to have a little bit of that in your Christmas special. Yeah, 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 it's... um yeah, definitely required. I think it's um, it's nice to sort of have these characters again, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And interacting and, and stuff. So. I kind of wanted mm. to them to rediscover each other, so I needed to have a reason why they didn't mm. spend time together. But it was almost like they were both just waiting for the other person to call. Um, and because and I think that happens, right? Like, we have relationships like that in real life where- Oh, 100%. And, and like, I'll, I'll broadcast this out to, like, literally everybody listening because I am terrible. Yeah. At keeping in touch with people. And unless you actually like, you know, but when you, when we do reconnect, I would hope that it would be one of, it would be a moment of like just picking up where we left off. You don't have to keep score on how long it's been. I'm right there for whoever needs me. Yeah. (laughs) And and we're all, we're all capable of doing that with our family, important people, the friends, whoever it might be. It's, it's something Mm -hmm. as humans that we are, unfortunately kind of prone to do so i wanted to just explore that for these guys as well so yeah that but they they got over it pretty quick like i think dave is sort of that character that's always down on himself and he's quite egotistical Mm. so for him it was really personal and now he's like oh of course Mm. she doesn't want to come back here like why would she want to be here like it makes it makes total sense that that she didn't come back so i like that they at least he could acknowledge that he was wrong and that to, to kind of hold it against her so they hug yeah Now, let's kill this bizarro kick-ass motherfucker. He calls himself Christmas. Really? That's so fucking gay. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's stupid. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But he's legit dangerous, and I have no idea where he'll strike next. He attacks anything he thinks threatens Christmas. Kick-ass, he's going to attack Rockefeller Center. How do you know? Holiday Harmony starts tonight. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa partying together sounds just like the thing to get piss masses panties in a bunch let's go <laughs> but first you need a new costume so you yep. definitely found this character's voice i just want to point that <laughs> yeah. out yeah i wanted to have that voice but also kind of upgrade it a little bit so like that she went to use a slur there and she thought better of it like i want to yeah. i kind of want to I do want her to have moved. evolved. Yeah. yeah. I, and the, but she still is the same, but she is aware yeah. that some of the stuff that she says puts people off and, and actually makes Dave uncomfortable. So I think that she's mm-hmm. she's doing her best. And, yeah. But she's yeah, she's a pretty messed up kid too. So yeah. Oh uh, yeah, they're they're both so messed up like, yeah. <laughs> like everything that's happened to them. One hundred percent. So yeah, we're headed to Rockefeller Center. If you're not familiar with it, it's where the big Christmas tree is. There's the ice skating rink that you've probably seen in a thousand movies. Oh yeah. I yeah. remember that from Futurama of all things. Yeah, yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's it's in everything. So but it is like yeah. the New York vision of Christmas, at least to someone who doesn't live in New York. So um, that's what I went yeah. with. That's the postcard version of New York so. yeah definitely so we see people happily skating when a woman slips over she's covered in blood Merry Christmas renounce all other holidays or join my naughty list what's wrong mummy didn't buy you the power ranger you wanted Mindy now wearing the big daddy costume skates onto the ice 
Kick-Ass awkwardly kind of shuffles next to her. He can't really skate. Um, so, so, so she's, and she's like that kind of gymnast. She's she's quite talented at skating. Uh, and yeah, yep. she's wearing the big daddy costume now because I wanted to evolve her a little bit as well. Yeah. So what's wrong? Mummy didn't buy you the Power Ranger you wanted? No, of, of, of course not. My motives are deep and not so easily understood. We don't care. I'm going to come over there beat your ass and make sure you never rip off my costume again and I'm gonna murder all of your little helpers you hear that fucks hit that ears coming for you any of you cunts want to start running a few guys awkwardly run off the ice yeah <laughs> I, I, I would not want to hang out for this <laughs> yeah. and then so now carols of the bells this is a version by a band called Terranium starts to play So Hit Daddy is skating around the rink like an Olympian. She's taking out elves with her, both her katanas, but also her skate blades. So she'll like spin oh, yeah. and slit, <laughs> slit someone's throat with her ice skates. You can kind of imagine the fun she would be having. And she's, I'm imagining like, you know, you see like figure skaters, they do that thing where they like jump up. Yes. And then she's just doing like, but she's doing like a flying kick or something. Yeah, and just yeah 100, 100%. I imagine people, like, like that, skating up people. And the <laughs> twirls and the spins because she's graceful yeah. as well. So the other thing to remember with her, she's really graceful. And this actually is Christmas mm -hmm. for her. Like she's, she's loving this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I mean, just from a, just from a visual perspective, it would be quite funny if there was like, obviously there's a shit ton of blood, but obviously if you can contrast that with some green or something like something that's like you know so you got that red and green christmasy sort yeah. of well and the other the, the other thing yeah. is the the ice is all white right so it's that's yeah. very much oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a key point to this scene oh, and, it would and, look like candy canes yes yeah yeah and, <laughs> and kick-ass is green so that's the other the other yeah. kind of uh, oh, important we yeah, yeah. So we got, we got um, all the colors that's why i christmas. made that's why yes. i made christmas red so that kick-ass would be green yeah. and they'd kind of be christmasy together <laughs> nice. i yeah. like it yeah, I've had a lot of thought into some really dumb things for this episode. <laughs> it's, it's it's good. Like I said, this is why I gave you this assignment. I'm, <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. So so she's like loving life and just absolutely taking out all these douchebags. And then meanwhile, Kickass is trying to fight Christmas, but Kickass is not comfortable on the ice at all. He's kind of just sort of stumbling around. He's he's not having much luck. And Christmas is pretty good on the ice. So he's kind of toying with him skating around and giving him little cuts with his scythe but like from a distance oh, yeah. just playing yep. with him um just death by a thousand cuts yeah, yeah yeah and and king is, is feeling it but he's sort of started to have his fun hit daddy is busy with all the other guys as much as she can take them all out she, she can't be there as well for for kick -ass, so he's gonna have to maybe step mm. it up but he's not having any luck so once Christmas has kind of had his fun, he skates back, he gets some distance from Kick-Ass, and like a hockey player, but with this big scythe, he skates straight at Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass pulls his baton from behind his back and he throws it, hitting Christmas right in the throat. And, oh, nice and, and 
he, he's kind of shocked that he's done this and avenged this. Christmas is very shocked that this has happened. And he's stunned. <laughs> he's stunned and he kind of falls onto his back. But because he was skating so hard at Kickass, he's got all of that momentum and he's just sliding right towards Kickass. And Kickass can't oh. skate to get out of the way. So yep. what Kickass tries to do is jump. But it doesn't really work. And Kickass kind of jumps oh. and awkwardly runs across Chris Mass's body with his ice skate. Oh, blades. With his ice skate. <laughs> yeah. oh. So he kind of awkwardly stumbles across him. Chris Mass continues on for a little bit longer and then slides to a stop. He's bleeding pretty badly. <laughs> And he looks up at the sky. And as he looks up at the sky, it starts to snow. Oh, a, a white Christmas. With a smile, he starts doing bloody, painful snow angels on the ice. <laughs> Hit Daddy skates over to kick ass. Nice work, kick ass. Let's go get some eggnog. Well, after we sew you up, otherwise, you'll get a fate from all that blood loss. They skate off hand in hand as the police awkwardly slide onto the ice and arrest Christmas. You know how with family you could not see each other for years and just pick up like it was yesterday? Well, me and Mindy, we're one of those families. We see them enjoying Christmas together in New York City. So they're just, this is Mindy and Dave, not Kick-Ass and, and, hit, and hit Daddy. Yeah. But Christmas ends and Mindy left again. Only this time, she took her sidekick with her. We see Dave awkwardly hanging on to Mindy as they tear out of the city on a motorbike. And then at the end of the at the end of the special, in big letters, we get Hit Daddy and Kick Ass will return. And that's nice. the, the end like of my problem. Christmas special. <laughs> This is cool. I want to see that franchise reinvigorated in this way. That would be a really cool way to bring it back. Yeah, I think we will. At, I don't know. I'd be surprised at some point if we don't get some kind of a reunion follow-up. And that was kind of the fun thing about doing it now is mm. I didn't have to be too beholden to the comics. I just had to go with where the movie ended and I could kind of have yeah. a little bit of fun and be quite creative because if they did a movie now, they couldn't make the third comic because – of just time. Well, I mean, yes, yeah, so Yeah, I mean Chloe Chloe Grace Moretz, she's definitely aged out of that role yeah, in that yeah, in that capacity. So, and that's why I yeah. felt it was important to maybe end with her as hit daddy rather than hit, hit, hit girl. Daddy, yeah. Just like see that yeah. she's kind of come into that role a little bit. And then also like as much as she's younger that she still kind of takes Dave under her wing in a lot of ways. Like it's like he mm. teaches her how to live in the world. And she teaches him how to live in the superhero world. And I love that dynamic of the two of them working together. And I think... Yeah, well, I mean, and, and I mean, by that age as well, both of them, the age gap wouldn't be quite as prominent either. So, you know, they'd, they'd be both, what, like 30-somethings, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, point, Yeah, so. I think she'd be in her late 20s probably and he'd be kind of in yeah. his early 30s. But, mm. yeah, they're, they're very much like they're... A, what I want them to be is this sort of found family. And... Yeah that he kind of took on some of that family aspect when when her dad died, but not to forget that his dad dies in the course of these movies too, so that she kind yeah. of became that for him. They kind of, neither of them have anyone except for each other. So I yeah. think that was a that was something I wanted to play on. And the fact that maybe Hit Girl has just been living a life of 
purely being a superhero and not really living mm-hmm. a life outside of that. And then Dave has fallen off of the superhero life that maybe going forward yep. they could balance each other again a little bit. They've both gone to extremes yep. and really what they need to be is is something in, in between. Yep. And I mean, his life's hardly in order either, is it? So, yeah, yeah, that's know, what I mean. Like it's, it's gone really the, good. the other way. <laughs> and I think they're, they're both actually like a really good level for what they're both messed up, right? They're both highly yeah. traumatized people with a whole lot of problems, but they do, yeah, kind of, they do kind of level each other and they are for, for what of a better word. Like, I think they're kind of like a brother and sister and they have that kind of brother yeah. and sister relationship. And I think it's cool to see them sort of reconnect. And like you said, and it was, it was funny because the way you described it was almost exactly the way I'd written it at the end there, that they are one of these yeah. families that just picks up, like, yeah, we haven't seen each other for a while, but that actually doesn't really matter. We're just going to pick up and move yeah. forward. And I, I kind of like- keep score. Yeah, exactly. And I think for a Christmas mm. story, that's a nice kind of way to, to go. Yeah. And I think, like, you bringing in the theme of family for Christmas as well is, is probably important. Because at the end of the day, I think that one of the most fundamental forces of, like, narrative and story is basically pointing out, you know what? Family is pretty damn important to, you know- living a good life. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it doesn't necessarily matter what that family is or who they are or what it looks like, but you need something. Yeah. You need someone. And, yeah. Yeah. And 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 family, like the role of family is not necessarily one that is just a given, right? Like it's one yeah. you actively have to act in those roles to be. Yes. So, yeah. And work yeah. out to and it's and it's a worthwhile thing to do. Yeah. Yes. And work at them to kind of cultivate them. And I I think mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of that came a little bit later. So I think what I came up with initially was Red Kickass and a, and a dumb name, and, and, I, and it that made me kind of giggle. And then I was like, "Well, where's?" And then I started to think, "Okay, well, where's Dave now? And where does that leave him?" And then, oh, mm. well, how do I contrast it with Hit Girl? And so Hit Girl, I knew she, I always knew she was going to be in it, but I had no idea. I do, I do love as well. I just want to say as a point as well, I really love that she's taken on the moniker Hit Hit Daddy instead of like Hit Mummy or something like yeah. that. Like that's yeah. just. Yeah, yeah, real cool. <laughs> I, I and I think she would because she it's her dad that she's kind of wearing that in honor of. And and she's yeah. Uh, yeah, at one point she was just called Big Daddy. Like and I mm-hmm. made the choice to change her name to Hit Daddy just to retain some of the other part of her identity a little bit. Yeah. And I think that there might yeah. be she might incorporate a little bit of purple into the suit just to Yeah, make I could it her I could own. imagine like it because like Again, like Batgirl even has that purple streak to, you know, yes. Batman sort of look. So, like, yeah. and, and I guess I didn't talk about it in, like outside of the fact that it was a hit daddy, sorry, a big daddy suit. But in my mind, this might have been even the suit that he had made for her to get one day. And, oh, and, yeah. and that maybe it would have some elements of, of, like he knew at some point she would become the new one and he kind of maybe yep. had that ready. I didn't really have that in there, but I can imagine a nice scene might be her like almost unwrapping. Like maybe he's like, Hey, mm. you need a new suit. And he gives her like a Christmas present that's from her. Oh dad. yeah. And it would be, it would be something that he hadn't hocked off as well. Yeah. Because obviously yeah. He saw that this was something that was important. So yes. he would have held on to this, even though everything else was probably like, you know, Everything not bolted to the floor is probably gone. And we didn't have a gift-giving scene, so I think I'm going to add that in retroactively, that that's where this this new suit came from. It was a present from her dad, because I think that's also just really lovely. And, and again, I wanted her to Very wholesome in this very sweary story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I think that's the thing with Kick-Ass, is there Mm. is- 
that's what we take from it is the characters are likable people in kind of unlikable situations. And so mm-hmm. I think I wanted to try and keep that in there as much as I could. And like I say, Hit Girl only initially all I really had in mind for her is that she would come in at the end as kind of a, for the final fight to be kind of an extra person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't think that that did her justice, which is yeah. I, I quite a heavily rethought the ending, which is why where her suit came from, I hadn't 100% thought that through because mm. that's, a lot of that came late in creating this story. Yeah. That was the good thing about having a yeah. bit longer than normal because if we'd mm. only had – a week or two to write this, I, I might not have got to some of that stuff. I think some of that came just through me thinking on it and thinking how yeah. do I make her story, because she's not there at the start, so how do I make her story as important as Dave's? Because I think those two mm. characters are the core of Kick-Ass. It, it's called Kick-Ass, yeah. but it's as much a hit girl story. It, we need and, to- and that's the thing. I was actually going to say, it's actually a strength to the first movie that Hit Girl and Big Daddy, they're not in the film that much and the focus is kept on kick-ass even though big daddy and hit girl are the frankly more interesting characters but you don't necessarily feel bored when kick-ass is on and it's not not those two so yeah there's there's a there's a very skilled like keeping the plate spinning i think through through that whole thing i think so i'm glad that yeah and that later part of the movie though does shift that a little bit too whereas like because when big daddy's around she's very much in the background but once he goes out of the mm. picture. She's then very much teamed up with Dave, and we actually get to know her a little bit more as yeah. uh, how she <clears throat> how she interacts with someone that's not her dad, um, because we never see that prior, really, ex- except when she's murdering people uh, prior to yeah. that. <laughs> and then Kick Us Two, as much as Kick Us Two is is probably a weaker, I'd, I'd say it's safe to say it's a weaker movie than the first one. I think it's still pretty good, and it does mm. do a good job of showing Mindy as she's growing up and trying to deal with some of that actual kind of trauma of the way she was brought up and try to fit in a world that she was never, like she's designed to survive in a world that's really dangerous and violent. She's not designed to survive in high school. And so I think that that's what the second film for me did really well. I think the hit girl story in that is, is quite strong. So I do as much as, I think the second one's not as good as the first one. I think the first one is pretty yeah. close to a perfect movie for what it is, whereas the second one yeah. I think is it's a it's a classic sequel. It's it's not bad. Yeah, I I, I think the the first movie is actually one of my favorite movies of all movies. Yeah, um, yeah, it's great. And like it's it's very hard when people say, "Oh, what's your favorite movie?" because it's such a big question. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't really narrow. I don't narrow them down to one, but this is definitely one of those ones that I will just pop on and think, "Oh, this is this is great." And yeah, I don't think it might just be that it could, was just built up too much in my mind, but I don't think the second could ever live up to that. Yeah, but think- this definitely feels in the spirit of that, and I would and I would really love to see this this Christmas special. Yeah, cool. I think I th- pass it on because it's really cool. Yeah, for me, I think. Kick us to take it on as its own thing is not bad. Like I think it's it's pretty decent and it's good fun. But like you say, it's hard. It's always going to be hard when you're the movie that follows up basically a film that kind of knows exactly what it is and lands it perfectly. Um, and I think it also, that first one came out at sort of the perfect time as well because it was sort of at the it was there at that kind of beginning of the new generation of or what I'd kind of call the modern generation of superhero films, like that Batman yeah, Begins, was, Iron Man kind of era. And that was the- I think it was just before Iron Man and it was 
sort of in like the heyday of maybe it was it was in the kind of decline i think of x-men because i think x-men 3 had just come out yes wolverine origins had just come out and it was like uh, like i say i think it was in the it was in the first generation of what i would kind of call those modern superhero movies like i think to me batman Mm. begins kind of was the start of that and then we kind of saw that evolve into what the mcu is and stuff and then we've got the before times which has some great movies but then i kind of see that like it's almost like there's those different to me there's different generations. So I think of X Men as being mm. alongside the Maguire Spider Mans and and kind of they they are building on what the eighty nine Batman kind of did. And so they're kind of they're a little bit more classic, I feel like. Whereas I feel like Kick Ass is it part mm. of that modern generation that isn't afraid to kind of be a superhero thing. It's not yeah. it, it kind of embraces that a little bit more. And I think that's what modern superhero movies maybe do more than some of the older ones. Yeah. So I, th- I think it came out at just like the perfect time as well. We weren't mm. too oversaturated with this stuff, but there was enough of it that we kind of got what it was doing and got what its references were all about. And yeah, it's I don't know. It's 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 really it's it's a really well cast film as well. Yeah. Like Nick yeah. Cage is just a stroke of genius. I I you know, I I could imagine the fear in the filmmaker's eyes when he starts, hello, ass kick, you know, <laughs> so there's there's this, uh, like, oh, what's he doing? Yeah. But I can't stop watching it. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I've got the behind the it, scenes, it takes risks. the behind the scenes book where, and there is an interview where he sort of talks about that and it doesn't really, and multiple people talk about it and it doesn't sound like it was something that was discussed ahead of time. He just started doing it and yeah, they would, <laughs> they just rolled with it. And so I think, yeah, it's but it's it was a good choice, right? It was, and he was kind oh, of, yeah. he, he was kind of referencing his generation of superheroes, the Adam West stuff, and then yes. she was kind of the Robin, but she was sort of an update on Robin, and then Kickass was kind of the more, more modern comic stuff. So you had a little bit of, every, you were picking yeah. and choosing from all those um, eras of superheroism, which I think again is just another thing that makes it a fuller movie and a better movie. Yeah, and I think, like, the fact as well, like, he comes out and the music's all swelling and it's like, hey, leave that person alone or something. And then, you know, these two muggers just look at him and one of them just start bursts out laughing. And it's like, yeah, that that's just perfect. Because really, if, you know, we often, like, you take that sort of musical cue and the bad guys kind of yeah <laughs> it's, you 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 can you can take on that you can take on the fiction of the world like you know batman can be taken seriously but you you put that in this in the context of this movie and people just laugh at him until he's actually hitting them with sticks yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it really like gets that tone perfect it, it definitely does and that was something i like obviously christmas is a little bit more extravagant than what mm-hmm. maybe some of the other superheroes and supervillains are. But I kind of felt like the motherfucker paved the way for that. So Yeah, I, I kind of get the feeling like he's like this, you know, deranged version of Milo Yelanopoulos or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he he's kind of unfortunately, he's kind of like yeah. the he he's the modern, like our modern times now version who is kind of inspired by your motherfucker mm. and your you guys like yeah. that in in this kind of world. So I, I kind of thought making him a little bit more extravagant wasn't a bad choice because that is mm. he's the new generation and he and he's kind of a, yeah. there's, he's, there's some aspect of him that's kind of a copycat, right? Like he's straight up wearing King yeah. Arthur's costume, um, yeah. and I I kind of like the fact that he's pl- like he's also a superhero nerd, right, or a supervillain nerd, yeah. and he's kind I of I could almost imagine. I was just going to say, I could imagine the sequel to this is like obviously him 
in prison and that sort of thing and he's in the cell next to the motherfucker or whatever and then yeah. um, basically just one night mindy just is like you know what i've dealt with temptation long enough he just she just comes to <laughs> strangle <Yeah. laughs> like the motherfucker but yeah it would be an interesting uh, you know world to keep watching what happened well know? that's the other thing I, I wanted to do with him yeah. is because all of the main villains are like they're basically all part of that DeMarco family. So yeah. it was, I was like, I'm going to pick a villain that's not part, not anything to do with that. Like at one point, yeah. I actually did because we see other members of the family are in prison and stuff. Like there are a whole bunch of mm. other gangsters that you could use. And yeah. I decided to. But I also it. like the idea <laughs> that, you know, obviously you have your Batmans where, you know, the door on Arkham Asylum or, you know, Blackgate Prison is just revolving. Yes. Right? They're, they're always getting out. In, in the real world, not so much. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, you, you yeah, wouldn't have these people just locked up effectively forever. Yes. And, you know, it, that's just how that would go. Like, yes, the, the wind would go from the sails of a superhero a little bit if the villains did end up all in prison because obviously it was a really dumb idea to dress up like, you know, vigilantes or whatever. <laughs> and, and I love Kick-Ass and I also, I guess, wanted to... Like, as much as I was using... Because I think with a Christmas special, it's important to use the characters that you have and yes. give them some growth and give them something to do. But I did want to, like, also put my mark on Kick-Ass a little bit and maybe be like, this is mm-hmm. like this is my new character. that, And we can, mm-hmm. I guess, guess at what his backstory is. But, I, again, I didn't want to go into it too much. And we kind of allude to it that he thinks it's deep and everyone else is going to think it's stupid. And, um, yeah. it's, and I think that was kind of a fun... Fun thing. Um, and I, I had a lot of fun with this one. I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I mm. did write a Hit Girl story years ago called Oh wow, called Hit Girl. It wasn't published or anything, like, uh, but I wrote it yeah. for a, a competition that Miller World used to do where you could, like, mm-hmm. they basically did anthology comics and you could write several of the Miller World comics. Uh, characters, so there might be like a Kingsman mm-hmm. story, and a, and one of the stories the year that I entered was a Hit Girl story. So I had actually written it. It was very different, and I think actually. Um, I would do a much better job of it these days. I feel like I understand the character better than I did then. I was much younger. Mm-hmm. and But it was it's just fun because I'd kind of forgotten about it until I started working on this because it was something I did years and years ago. And I, I don't have a copy of it. Maybe we should like start yeah. a, like uh, a bonus episode or something. Yeah, I'll have to see if I can. I don't know, people who want to pay us. <laughs> we uh, can have, I'll have to see, read that out. I'll have to see if I can find it. It must be around. It's, not, it's like a... It's not big. It's like a six-page story or something because it was there were like quite a lot of parameters that you had to fit it within. But yeah, I, I, it didn't go anywhere. I didn't win the competition, obviously. But it was yeah. just funny when I was writing this one to to see it kind of come back to. Oh, I've written in this universe as much as I think what I wrote this time is better. I, I've written in this mm. universe before. It was all about Mindy training in, in the outback, but. Mm. It was, yeah, it was, it was fun to come back to. And I actually, just through one of the communities that I'm involved with, I did, one guy mentioned that he knows Mark Millar. So you never know. I might be able to get this one in front of him. But- <laughs> if Mark Millar actually listens to this podcast, <laughs> that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, it would hi, be- hi, Mark. Please. Please make sure that Alan Moore doesn't kill me. <laughs> it <would have laughs> if you have nice. any influence in that regard, it would be nice if he had listened to one of our episodes that we were recording online. Yeah, it, sorry it, about the audio quality, Mark. It is what it is. I mean, yeah, it was, it was kind of funny, but I wanted to put my little touchstone on that universe, and I thought, yeah, I, this hmm. this weird feeling that is kind of dumb, <laughs> like like it's kind of dumb, but. I like that about them, and I, I had I had a lot of fun writing them as just kind of just creep slash over the top yeah. kind of theatrical 
serial killer, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. It, yeah. It, I think that's that's the thing, though. It, it Something about this universe, obviously, when you start talking about the crimes they're perpetrating, it yeah. just becomes that much more real yeah and yeah you actually feel the peril a little bit more yeah i mean obviously we're, we're we're talking in a vacuum and we're you know australian so we don't really have to deal with like horrendous medical bills or you yes. know the, the the legitimate threat of an active shooter sort yeah. of as a day-to-day thing so but you you remember you, you see these things and you're like oh there's that feeling in the pit of your stomach that you you actually feel the 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 terror and the peril of these actual situations so it, yeah there's, there's it, something visceral about this universe it's interesting right because i think mark millar is scottish matthew vaughn is british mm. it's interesting yeah. and obviously we're australian uh, not to put yeah. us on the same level by well, any I mean, means and, and but, dave lazuski in the movie was played by aaron johnson yeah who i'm pretty sure is british himself but i wonder if that gives us a little as outsiders i suppose looking in whether it gives us yeah. a little bit more uh, I don't know, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. It, it gives us a little bit more um, confidence to speak on some of this stuff um, that yeah. that might actually be quite hard for people that actually really have to deal with some of some of this stuff. And yeah, I was, I imagine, living in the middle of that, you don't really want to think about it or talk about it, would you? No, like I wouldn't blame them. And that's and that's why I think, and I, I'm not sure that I nailed this, and I if. I'd really appreciate feedback actually on this one. Like I was trying to skirt being kind of interesting and having some ideas, but not going too mm-hmm. deep down to some of the really nasty stuff that is in some of that stuff, um, which mm-hmm. is why I guess I alluded to the the hate crime angle of Christmas in a news report, yeah. but we're not going to see that. We all know that he's doing that stuff too, but we, can, we don't have to go deep into that – Dealing with a Christmas market or an ice skating rink called Black Friday feels a little bit of a yeah. safer place to place him while still not ignoring the fact that he would be doing some of that stuff and that the people yeah, I mean, he it's, appeals it's all, to. It's all fun and games on Fox News until this shit starts actually yeah. having bullets firing, right? Like, well, that's, yeah. And that's the fact that he actually finds like-minded people and unfortunately mm. we kind of see that in in reality, right, with the marches yeah. on the Capitol and all of the kind of different things that have been going well, on. Yeah, that, it, that QAnon culture now has sort of taken its own It It, uh, it is. And, yeah. and that this kind of disgusting creep, but who is maybe also kind of charismatic, would appeal mm. to a certain kind of person. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the Batman kind of does this as well to a it, degree, it does. doesn't it? Yeah. With, and I was, uh, with the Riddler and the, his cronies. And, and I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't, kind of aping that a little bit with his henchmen. But I think I needed mm. henchmen and you need to have a reason for them to exist. And and I think it's, an, it's a legitimately- it, It's not a like, stretch. Believable reason. It's <laughs> yeah. not a stretch, no. Yeah. I don't think this particular thing has happened. It does seem to be a lot of lone acted- Lone actors, yeah. Uh, that that act- so I, I'm fortunate that I don't think the real world has really seen like. I mean the march hate on the, group, I suppose. Is, the the is, march on the capital like led to deaths of several people. Oh with yeah, hundreds of but, but with a large group deaths, of people. It, as much as I hate to, as much as I hate to split hairs, it's it's it wasn't as bad a death toll as it could have been. Sure, is, but but like, I, 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 don't, get, I don't want to think about <laughs> what could have happened. I guess if it went worse. Uh, yeah, but I think that's the thing. It, Unfortunately, with the way that pop bu- is bubbling and with some of the yeah. other things that already exist there, this co- maybe they're not going to be dressed as Christmas people. And, and again, that sort of absurd yeah. aspect is a way to take away some of the Stop harshness. It, think, yeah. yeah, but like, unfortunately, this is 
it's likely something could happen like this. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Mer- Merry Christmas. Feeling, isn't it? <laughs> Merry Christmas to all a good night. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to not talk about some of this stuff in the world of Kick-Ass. And mm. I, I think it's important to acknowledge some of this, the darker stuff that's in it as well. And that's why I really mm. tried to counterbalance that with the family stuff. And the, uh, to mm. me, which is actually the core story, the other, the- Call to action is mm. hopefully interesting, but what I care about yeah. is the story of Mindy and Dave. The the other stuff yeah. could be whatever it is, as long as it gives us a means to. Well, to- it's nice to see that the like they, them as characters like coming around to the you know the the nicer aspects of this this story is like like you said before they're traumatized they've had horrible experiences through life and they've you know they're able to sort of hold each other up in, yes in a supportive way and seeing people being able to overcome adversity even if those adversity even if that adversity is still causing them problems in their regular day-to-day it's it's far easier to struggle together than alone so yeah. See, there you go, Nick. That's the note I wanted to end on. That's much better than where we were. So um, I don't think I could say that again, man. I, uh, I sort of forgot how the sentence started no, by I the think, time I was finishing I think that's, that's a perfect way to finish out our Christmas episode. So to remind people, <laughs> we'll be coming back next week with our New Year's spectacular. It's going to be kind Extravaganza. of- Extravaganza. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to, It's going to be, I guess, a bit of a reflective look back on the- the 50 episodes, the year of the two seasons of that movie, like the sequel that we have created. And, um, and hopefully we'll both be in the same room and without respiratory you know, diseases. <laughs> we'll do our best, but this is 2023 and we'll do whatever we need to do to make it all happen. We're in the after times. <laughs> but, yeah, we, so that's going to be our last episode for a little while. And then we're going to have a, a little break, probably similar to what we had last time, maybe a couple of months in between. And while we record yeah. and get ahead again, and then we're going to yeah. be back. Uh, I think as well, we, we, will, we will probably be taking some time to just not be doing this. Yeah, uh, no, we'll, because, pro- we'll probably have a week. Yeah, I- we'll have a little holiday, but we're going to make sure we leave you with a real fun episode. Um, and I think it's going I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We've we've put a lot of thought into it, and uh, we it's going to kind of look back on some of the previous episodes. We might point out some episodes if you're a newer listener that you haven't even heard before, and we might have some recommendations and things to go back to. And we've got two seasons mm. of content, so unless you've been here from the start and like listening to every new episode, which we appreciate if that's you, there is there will be other stuff to listen to, and we'll even maybe point out some of our friends' podcasts who might help you kind of fill that gap. It's, oh, probably also fill, fill the whole- Hole in your life left by an absence of uh, that movie, like the sequel. Probably when this episode comes out as well, I will have just been on um, the Toy Power podcast as well, talking about my kind of toy history and toy photography, and also talking about this podcast a little bit. Oh yeah, I, so, I listened to the I listened to the last uh, episode of that. Actually, it was quite interesting. Yes, yeah, uh, so I, know, I, I think about, like the new GIOs and whatnot coming out. Yes, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. But the next one is all about me. So of course, that's the episode I preferred <laughs> to do. No, plug, 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 plug. But no, it's a lot of fun. So you'll be able to listen to me over there as and well. Maybe, maybe if you've come from the top Toy Power podcast after listening to Brendan, thank you very much for. for for coming along and yeah. listening to this very cuss-filled <laughs> Welcome episode. aboard. Um, and uh, so the other place you'll be able to find us around Christmas time is going to be on the Off My Shelf podcast as well. I'm definitely going to be there. I think Nick's going to be there. We'll have to see how COVID I, I, treats I plan you. to be there, but I guess it yeah. will depend on, like, It'll- 
my ability to breathe. Yeah, it'll do, <laughs> it'll depend a little bit on COVID, but I, I I should be there at the very least. So there'll be another place that you can kind of hear us. We recently did our crossover episode with Luke Ryan from Movie Interrupted, so you could go over and listen to to Luke. So we're gonna have a, a we we're gonna have a whole bunch of kind of shout outs and plugs. So we're in the podcast, you know, expanded universe now. Yeah, we're gonna have plenty of us. plenty of places to go while you're waiting for us to come back. So yeah, have a great Christmas. Uh enjoy yourselves. Uh be safe. Look after one another and just enjoy whatever you are doing. Yes. And you know, be kind. Yeah. <laughs> and if you are feeling especially kind, uh, maybe share a podcast with a friend or leave us a nice review or comment. <laughs> oh, definitely. I, and, you know, open open to uh, constructive criticism as well. I, I want to get better at this. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. Okay. So Merry Christmas. And until next time, to, to be, be continued. continued.